the mind always wants to create. So if you're not always wanting to create something or as in the spiritual world, we say manifest something, what happens is that the body, the mind, the soul will start to create something, but now out of those fears and limitations. And that's how we end up starting to co-create things that aren't favorable. If a lot of people have struggled with money, right? And so like, okay, I'm working on creating this beautiful mindset around money, but then they kind of stop working on it. And so the mind will be like, okay, we're going to go back to the old programming. We're going to create a situation where you lose all your money, right? So if you're not constantly creating, the soul gets bored and it's going to start to create something for you. And it's not going to be something favorable. It's going to be something that's going to be out of those fears, limitations, trauma, and wounds. Welcome to today's episode of Unleash Thyself. I am your host, Constantine Morun, and our guest today is Emily Mioto. Emily is a healer and a Theta healer practitioner and instructor. She helps healers, intuitives, mystics, and light workers reprogram their minds to finally step into the healer role without the struggle or limiting beliefs. So prepare yourself for an unforgettable conversation that's sure to leave a lasting impression. Welcome back to Unleash Thyself, the podcast that inspires and empowers you to unleash your full potential. I am thrilled to welcome Emily Mioto to the show. Emily, we can't wait to hear more about the experiences and insights that have led you to where you are today and your unleashed moment, the moment you knew you are on your own path to becoming the best version of yourself. Emily, please. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I am so excited to kind of share with you my experience and to help awaken those who are going to be listening to this and who need to hear the messages that I have to share. So thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome and we can't wait to hear more. So tell us where your journey started. I think the most pivotal moment for me was when I woke up one morning and I had a bunch of digestive issues Mm. and it was like a night and day experience where all of a sudden my body just turned against itself and I couldn't figure out why. And I was, I was very lost and frustrated and confused. And I continued to go to doctors and they just told me, you're going to have to deal with it. It's just, I had celiac disease, IBS, adrenal fatigue, as well as a bunch of other things as well. And they told me we can give you these pills to help the symptoms, but it's just going to be the way your life is right now. And Growing up, I was always the why kid. Like, why is the sky blue? Why do I have to do this? Right. So that part of me was activated again of asking, well, why did my body suddenly turn against itself? And so I started going down the rabbit hole of figuring out about more of the the Eastern or spiritual direction of naturopathic medicine, acupuncture, Reiki, Chinese medicine. And then I stumbled across the practice called Theta Healing, which I know we'll talk more about. Yes. So I ended up discovering that. And after one session, my symptoms went down about 80%. And that was like a light bulb moment for me of, oh my goodness, this physical manifestation was created for my beliefs. And if I can change my beliefs in this reality, what else is possible for me? And that just snowballed into learning more about myself and really unleashing the parts of me that were hidden, that were buried in my subconscious, that 
I knew was possible for me in my life. And from there, it's been a never ending journey of learning more about myself. Wow. So much to unpack there. Thank you for sharing the story. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, when you're diagnosed, those are quite some serious diagnosis. How are you feeling today? Are you seeing any of those symptoms still in your life or pretty much most of them are gone? They are all gone. And when I tell people that I no longer have celiac disease, I'm always faced with, that's not possible. Like once you have it, you have it. Exactly. And I say, well, no, like if I choose to, I can eat that, right? I, the doctors told me that I wouldn't be able to get pregnant and now I'm pregnant. So there's so, thank you. So there's so much that has been able to shift based on that one moment, that one awakening, that one experience of, well, we're going to dive into your subconscious and we're going to release what's holding you back. Wow. So let, let's expand on that. How Were you skeptical at first? Because I know obviously you went down the path of, you know what, med- traditional medicine is not helping me. It can help other people. But in my case, I don't want to be stuck on medicine all my life and have all these issues. So you went down the path of alternative medicine or more traditional medicine. When did you have like an aha moment that, you know what, this might work for you? Was it before you saw the effects or even during you know, the discovery phase? It was when I was sitting down with the practitioner who was going to be working on me and doing the reprogramming. And she would tell me all the list of the different things that were going to happen that could change in my life that how it helps people. And I got what I always call truth bumps. So it's like rush of truth in my system. Like this is mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. This is what my, my body, my soul has been looking for. And since then, I've had many other moments like that where I just, there's this calling inside of me that says, yeah, this is a next step to take. And for me, it was even before I had the session, which I know helped to solidify the work that was done because I already had that belief that, yeah, this is going to be what cures me. Wow. Unbelievable. That's that's a, that's an amazing story. And it, it sounds like if I were to summarize all everything you just said, it's the idea that we co-create our own reality. Almost right. So you went in with that belief and then it got intensified during the session and of course after. And you said that immediately after one session, like 80% of your symptoms went away. How long did it take for the rest to just follow and completely go away? There were a few deep layers of why I had co-created that physical manifestation for myself. So it probably took a couple of I want to say a couple of months because I wasn't going on a regular basis, but I go maybe once a month for sessions. So a couple of months and then it would go. It was gone. Okay. So let me listen to this. A couple of months to cure things that people say are uncurable. Yeah. To remove symptoms that, you know, are causing so much discomfort and not just from one disease or illness, from multiple. Multiple. I mean, that that's just incredible. I mean, it's blowing my mind right now. Just listening to that. Wow. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's dive a bit deeper then. This is a question I would have. I'm, I'm similar to you, by the way. I like to ask questions and I've always been someone to ask, why is the sky blue or why is something the way it is? Why is the stars cold the way it is? Let's challenge it. Now that's been me and it sounds like that's been your case. Let me ask you this. When you went to have these alternative medicines, were you the type of person going in and, and asking or digging deeper to understand why, you know, what, what happened to you happened and why it happens to others? Or is it more like it came to, because I know you touched on that a bit. It was definitely the first one you mentioned. So it was, why did this happen to me? Does this happen to others? 
what's the common patterns here that allows us to create dis-ease in our life, that allows us to create struggle or suffering or pain. And through doing the work on myself, I was able to see those patterns. And then when I would kind of lightly touch on it to others who were experiencing the same thing, it always came down to those same root beliefs. So I was able to say, okay, there is, again, that pretty straight line of a pattern of how we create our reality. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to beliefs and energy. The beliefs of how we, what we think is possible for our life and the energy, which for us is our emotions, right? How we are feeling about certain beliefs that we have. So can you share with us some of those whys that you discovered? And was it easy to get to the bottom of the why or was it like a challenge in itself to truly understand? Thankfully, when I did it for my own healing, I had a Theta Healing practitioner do it on me. But then after I was trained in it, it came easily to me. So I know that I've been doing this in past lives. I know I've been doing this before. and It's part of my journey because it did come so effortless to me. And sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say that. That's so interesting you're saying that because I just had a thought cross my mind. So that means to me, it sounds almost like the disease came into your life to remind you of the powers that were hidden within you and to bring them. That's, that's how I'm interpreting that right now. Yeah, that was one of the layers for sure. And I know a lot of healers actually have this. A lot of those who are healers and leaders and light workers, they actually experience their own dis-ease because that's what allowed them to grow. Because now that there is this huge thing in their way, they had to do the inner work because the Western medicine wasn't working. So they had to go on this journey and then they started to discover more about themselves and realize that, wow, I actually have the power to change my life. Whatever is currently in my life, it doesn't have to be that way, right? No matter what it is. So I know a a lot of people who end up being in this healing path and helping others have experienced that same thing. Can you imagine how empowering that is? I mean, I know, you know, I I can, I can feel it from, from, you know, the way you talk and, but for those that are listening, wow, you know, just the empowerment that comes with the idea that, you know what? You don't have to depend on anyone else to make you happy or to make you whole, to to put you on the path that you're meant to be on or you want to be on. Even. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I absolutely love the name of your podcast as well, Unleash Thyself. It's so empowering. And this is why I love the Theta Healing Practice, because once you have the tools to change those beliefs, mm-hmm. well, now you can change your reality. So now, no matter what obstacle comes your way, you have those tools to co-create in the direction that's going to empower you, is going to bring in more success, more love, more fulfillment, rather than co-creating out of your fears and limitations and wounds. That's, that's so beautifully said. And the way I would interpret it as well is this idea that now, instead of, again, depending on outside force that go to school, which is important, right? Then go find a job. In these fields, you can make as much money as you can and climb the corporate ladder now the choice is in your hands. Do you want to go to school and follow that path? Absolutely, but you're in charge. Or do you want to follow a path like a, yourself, like a healer or something else that maybe an artist, something that's not necessarily accepted by society and right now at this moment and empowered. And that's such a beautiful message, right? Because at the end of the day, like you mentioned with the name of the podcast, the idea here is that we're all on our individual journeys, but we're here to help each other. And together we grow as individuals and people. And then guess what? We can challenge ourselves school. It doesn't mean we're going to throw riots in the street, but we can challenge beliefs that are not aligning with our own beliefs. 
Yes. Right? And that allows you, like you said, Emily, to now <laughs> become the master or the creator of your own world, essentially. And I, I couldn't agree more with the message. So uh, let's get back to that why. I know I kind of took you on a tangent there a slightly a bit, but the, the, to get to the bottom of the whys, was it kind of like an aha moment when you got to some of those? You're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, there were parts because when you're in that theta brainwave state, you're able to unlock memories and experiences that your subconscious has done a really damn good job at keeping away from you because it's trying to protect you, right? And exactly. some of the things that we've experienced in childhood, even from our parents' past lives, it's just a little bit too traumatic for us. So we hide it. And I was able to unlock things from my childhood trauma, some forms of abuse that I didn't even realize were there that it kind of put the pieces together of, well, that's why there's a block in my sacral chakra, in my solar plexus. That's mm-hmm. why I fear being seen. And it kind of just brought everything together. And so it was definitely a mixture of an aha moment at the same time as deep down, I knew that that experience was blocking me in some way, but I was unable to fully tap into it to be able to release it until I was in that theta state and being guided and held and supported to do so. Yes, yes I understand. And I know you mentioned that the various layers you had to go through, right? Because if there isn't just one layer to this, there's multiple layers. Let me ask you this. You're at the point in life where you've done this for a while, right? You're teaching it, you're helping others. Do you think your journey in this aspect with yourself, with self-discovery and peeling those layers is over or this is an ongoing journey? And I think I know the answer, but I'm curious to see your take. Yeah, it's never ending. I I would love to say that it, yeah, I'm done. Like the deep inner healing work is finished and whatever. And a lot of people who start this journey are, they always ask me, when does it end? And it doesn't end. There is always more to learn about yourself. And that's the purpose of us coming back here, right? To this third plane is to learn about ourselves. And we each come back with our, our own major lesson that we're being called to learn. For me, it's self-love. So a lot of my reoccurring patterns have to deal with self-love. For others, it can be being seen, it can be being held, being supported, whatever it may be, but we're always being called to learn. And every single time we progress or expand, there's a deeper level to learn because now you're at a new level of having to be loved, having to be seen, having to be heard. So it never ends, but I do find that the struggle to hold on to those old parts of you do diminish, if that makes sense. It does. It does make sense. Absolutely. And I see it in myself. I've started to do quite a bit more work in recent years and those things will never go away. And I would say to those people that say, and I was one of them, by the way, a while back, those that say, when does the learning stop? I would, I would rephrase the question. I'd say, why would you want the learning to stop? Because when the learning stops, that's when growth stops the way I see it anyway. So if I have gone to the end of the road and I've learned everything there is to learn about myself and how I can make things better, then I'm probably not going to grow much. One of the things we learn in Theta Healing is that the mind always wants to create. So if you're not always wanting to create something or as in the spiritual world, we say manifest something, what happens is that the body, the mind, the soul will start to create something, but now out of those fears and limitations. And that's how we end up starting to co-create things that aren't favorable, right? Or those like disease, maybe like you mentioned, disease, or if a lot of people have struggled with money, right? And so, like, 
okay, I'm working on creating this beautiful mindset around money, but then they kind of stop working on it. And so the mind will be like, okay, we're going to go back to the old programming. We're going to create a situation where you lose all your money, right? So if you're not constantly creating, the soul gets bored and it's going to start to create something for you. And it's not going to be something favorable. It's going to be something that's going to be out of those fears, limitations, yes. trauma, and wounds. Absolutely. No, I, I, I do like how you phrased that and the examples you gave there. And so let's let's go back to the theta healing practice. Can you explain to the audience what theta healing is and what particularly about theta healing drew you in to even try it to begin with? Everything in our own individual reality comes down to beliefs and energy, as I mentioned earlier. So the <laughs> beliefs of how the, the rules, quote unquote, rules that we set out for ourselves to keep us safe, and then the emotions behind it. And what happens is that between the ages of zero and seven, we're primarily in this theta brainwave state, this altered brainwave state where we're little energetic sponges and everything around us we're absorbing as the shoulds and the shouldn'ts, the rights and the wrongs, the rules that are going to allow us to receive our essentials. So feeling loved, feeling supported, feeling accepted, feeling safe. What happens is that when we start to get older, we dip out of that brainwave state, but we still hold on to those programs. Some of those programs are favorable. If you had the belief that it's easy for me to make money, yeah, that's going to help you in life. If you have the belief that I'm unworthy of receiving money, that's going to limit you. So what happens is that we end up living our life unconsciously through these programs that we picked up from childhood, from our parents, ancestors, maybe even past lives, the conscious collective, such as diabetes is incurable. That's a huge one. And we don't even realize that we're living out of them and it creates our physical reality. And then we end up struggling and suffering and repeating toxic patterns over and over again. So with the practice of theta healing, we're able to choose to go back into that altered brainwave state of theta. And by doing so, we unlock a subconscious mind. By unlocking it, we're able to dig into the mind of where is this limitation holding us back? Where is it created? How is it created? How is it serving us to hold on to it? Because that's huge. All of our beliefs are serving us in some way. And through this altered brainwave state, we're able to simply pull out that belief and reprogram it with a new one because we're in this very sponge-like receptive space. So it's so beautiful to be able to choose, okay, this belief is not serving me. Let's just get rid of it like a supercomputer and let's just program it with something new. And so that's like the basis of theta healing. But because we're in that altered brainwave state, we also have the ability to connect with higher levels of consciousness. So when people are saying that I want to connect with source energy, universe, love, and light, this is that direct path to do so. So we can do things like all the fun parts of spirituality, right? So connecting with Akashic records, spirit guides, healing chakras, all the higher entities, universal laws, all the, the fun stuff. And for me, that's what really grabbed me into mm -hmm. this practice is that we don't have to stay bound to our fears, our limitations, we can take the power back and choose a new way of living. And being able to do this on my own was also so empowering. That way I didn't have to rely on anybody else to tell me how I can live my life, how I can heal myself. I had the tools to do so myself. And then in addition to that, being able to transcend this third plane and being able to 
connect with source energy, connect with my highest self. It has allowed my life to be so much more effortless and flowing and easy and fun. But that's what really drew me in to this practice. Wow. Well, thank you for explaining that. I hope that, that made that, sense. It made a whole lot of sense, <laughs> okay. right? All the, all the parts you mentioned. I mean, I mean, there's a lot to dig into, right? There's so many areas that we can go in. And you no, know, it sounds like you found the right, the right journey and the right path to where you need to go. I'm wondering if, let's say, someone listening to this is either a skeptic or someone that's wanting to learn more about the practice of Theta healing, right? There's a lot of information on the internet. But let's say to someone that is a skeptic and they're like, nah, this doesn't work. What would you say? Like, what's, what's like, do you encounter people that are skeptics or most people that come to you already have an idea of how this works or why it might work for them? So interestingly, you mentioned that because I actually used to attract some skeptics until I did the reprogramming on myself on the mm-hmm. belief that it's possible. And then the receptors I was sending out was no longer, I doubt this. It was now, I trust this. I believe this. This is the truth. And, and then I only attracted those to me that had that same belief. Because oh. that's how we also attract things into our life, that parallel belief system. This is how we attract disease to us. Super interesting that, um, so I won't obviously get deep into it, but during the, the lovely COVID time, that a lot of people came to me for healing and every single person had worthiness issues because that is a belief that's on the same parallel vibration to viruses. Oh. And it's the same thing with a bunch of other diseases or certain belief systems that are the same vibration that allows us to attract it. Same thing with people. So until I changed the vibration I was sending out and the receptors I was sending yeah, out, yeah. then my reality changed. And now I only attract people who see the value, who are open to this, who believe this, and it makes my life so much easier. Yeah, I can only imagine. And I mean, I, I resonate with what you said because I, I also believe in vibrations and energies and essentially for different vibration levels, you can attract different things in your life. And obviously good things or bad things to your point, right? <laughs> maybe you can give us some examples of people you've worked with and maybe some of the transformations you've seen, because I would imagine you've been able to help people with similar things that you've dealt with, but I would imagine also other things as well that you have never had the exposure to. Yeah. So my first client was actually my sister. It's part of the reason why I kind of went into this because she was experiencing a lot of anxiety, depression. And I said, okay, I want to be able to help her. And after a few sessions, She no longer had anxiety, things that she needed to be on pills for. Now, all of a sudden, there is no more anxiety. She no longer felt she had to hide in her little cage. She was was going out more than I was. And I was like, oh my God, who is this person? This is a whole new person. I've had one beautiful soul who she had suffered from insomnia like her whole life. And after two sessions, she messaged me saying, Emily, I haven't had a single night yet where I haven't been able to get a good night's sleep because she, we released what was creating that physical manifestation for her. We released those beliefs and now her body no longer need to send her that message that, Hey, there's something here. You're not addressing. We got to address it. It could rest. Yeah. So I love, you mentioned something that I kind of wanted to bring back to what you just mentioned. 
idea of reprogramming, right? And I'm, I'm a hard mathematician, a computer scientist. This idea of reprogramming stuff means you're removing something that no longer serves a purpose and replacing it. Now, that's the one part of it. The second part, you mentioned that sometimes things can come back. So if I get to reprogram something using Theta Healing as an example, if I don't continue practicing whatever I did to, to reprogram myself, have you seen it come back? Or once it's reprogrammed, it's essentially, you're good, but you have to put in the word to reprogram it. And of course, then it's to the next one and the next one and the next one. Your beliefs can 100% recreate itself if you don't change your external world. So your internal world is where I always say, start with the subconscious, start with changing mm. your beliefs. However, the way I kind of, related to is if someone is experiencing alcoholism, they go to rehab, they get cleaned up, but then they come back to that same household and those same memories are there and those same maybe bottles of alcohol are there. Well, chances are they're going to start drinking again Yes, because they're in the exact same environment. So with any healing practice, it's not just, okay, this is the one session, you're done, you're good to go. It's We've changed your beliefs. Now do something with that. So if we reprogram the belief within you of, I feel safe being seen and heard. Well, now I challenge my clients to say, okay, start to put that into practice. Start a podcast, right? Post on social media. Go tell your friends and family, hey, I'm a witch. And this is who I am, right? Do something to continue to challenge yourself, to put yourself into that space because the purpose of the reprogramming is so that the 95% of you is backing you up when you take that inspired action. But if you don't take that inspired action, eventually you're going to recreate it the same way as we use affirmations to eventually reprogram the mind. We can use our external world to recreate those beliefs that you reprogrammed. And I, I love the, answer, the way you answer that and the answer itself because it resonates with what I believe and what I've seen in, in life, right? We don't even have to go to data healing for this to see that in life, any habits that we start forming, if we don't maintain the practice and we don't change the environment, that includes anything from people to things, right? And I personally have seen this because I've struggled with weight on and off all my life and I've developed good habits, but then I haven't changed certain elements in my environment. And then those habits encounter some challenge and all of a sudden I'm back to what I was before. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure maybe people can relate, but it could be not just way. It could be, like you said, putting yourself out there. And let's say in my case, I haven't been big on posting on social media now because I'm launching the podcast and I want to grow a brand and get this message, your beautiful message, my messages and the message of other guests out to as many people as possible. I have to post on social media, but that brings challenges with itself, which is beautiful because through challenges is how we grow. The first step or the first challenge or the tenth, whichever one, you could easily fall back into an old way of doing things. And mm-hmm. then, like you said, reprogramming comes back again. And uh, yeah, no, I really like the way, the way you explained that because it makes sense. And again, it's reaffirming with people that this is not a quick fix. Nothing is a quick fix. Despite what social media will have us believe that you can do these three things for five days and then you're, you're, you're cured of whatever, you fill in the blanks, right? Anxiety, depression you get more money, right? You get more happiness. So when working with you with Theta Healing and in your own, with yourself, when you work with yourself, I'm assuming there are practices that you continue to do on or recommend like on a daily or weekly basis, like 
maybe you can give us some examples of how, let's say, that would work. Is that yeah. you know, based on meditation or based on some other type of practices? Yeah. So I also wanted to quickly, if you're okay with it, touch on something that you mentioned because oh, I yeah, yeah, I think it's so important. Just the example of the the weight gain, the weight loss and that. It's so common for us to self-sabotage because of the fear of what's going to happen when we do step into that new reality, mm. which is why a lot of us stay the same, right? And that's actually one of the practices that I encourage all of my clients, all of my students who go through the theta healing trainings to do, continue to ask yourself, when you feel that resistance, what's the worst thing that would happen if I was fill in the blanks. If I was my ideal weight, what's the worst thing that would happen? If I was seen on social media, what's the worst thing that would happen? And you will be able to start doing this digging work on yourself to find out what those common beliefs are you have within yourself. Because it's not the highest part of you. It's not the loving part of you that's fearing it. It's the subconscious. It's what's going to happen, right? And a lot of it comes down to feeling unloved, feeling unworthy, feeling alone, feeling nothing. Those really, really deep core ones that you may think right now, well, no, I'm fine. I feel great. But if we continue to dig, we would get to a point where, yeah, you know what? There is that fear. So that's the first practice that I always encourage everyone to do is whenever you want to do something and you feel that resistance, you feel that maybe anxiety, that fear, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that would happen? And you will begin to discover something so profound within yourself that then you have the power to change it. Because once you have that awareness piece, yeah. now you have the power to say, okay, I choose not to believe this. Whether you reprogram it through theta healing, hypnosis, your own healing modality, affirmations, you have the power now. You have the choice to either continue to live through it or change it, right? Most of us are going through life saying, I don't know why it keeps happening, so you don't have any power over it, right? If you are going, the way I see it is like we're walking through life in the dark, right? You have no idea what's in there. Yeah. But it seems to turn the light on and you're like, oh, okay, it's not that scary anymore, right? And I can say, okay, I don't want to be in this room anymore or I like this room. I'm going to stay here. Yes, 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 yes. The other thing that you mentioned as well, which is why I love, I love this practice so much. You mentioned that through challenge, we grow, right? That in itself is a belief that can attract to us challenging situations because that's how we believe that we can grow, right? So even something as simple as that, we can say, okay, do I actually want to learn through challenge, right? A lot of us end up learning through suffering. That's a huge belief that we have to suffer in order to grow. Why? Because everyone else did it? right? Because our parents did it, our ancestors did it, and they actually had to go through hard times. But we are in this time period right now where we can say, I actually want to learn through ease and grace. And we can simply just pull out that old program and put in a new one. So now you only attract situations to you that are effortless, that are easy, that are flowing, right? Which is so empowering. And that's the second practice that I'd encourage people to do is start paying attention to your language, how are, what are you saying on a day-to-day -day basis? How are you feeling? How are you thinking? Because that's going to tell you as well a lot about your belief systems. Yes. One of the practices we do in Theta Healing, 
and that I give to all my students when they leave the training is called a 30-day new life challenge. In that, there's a huge long list, but I'll try and name a couple. There's no complaining, no whining, no creating reasons to suffer, creating reasons to be unhappy, no using the word try. There's so many things that we just get, again, we're on autopilot. We don't realize how much our language is actually creating and recreating either our limitations or our reality we actually want. So I encourage people to, you can even just Google it too. I'm pretty sure it's on Google now, a new life, the new life challenge or new life experiment and try it for 30 days. Just be really conscious about what you're saying, how you're saying it. And do you want to manifest that? If you want to manifest that it's hard for me to make money, go ahead, keep saying it, right? If you want to manifest that I am unlovable, go ahead, keep saying it. But if you want to manifest a reality that allows you to be expansive and successful and loved and fulfilled, then only speak and think about that. As challenging as it may be, because again, you're going against what the subconscious is saying to you, you're going to start to create that because that's a vibration you're sending out. And you're going to also become aware of how often you have been recreating your own suffering. Wow. Two amazing messages. I read two parts. And this last one around the way you speak. And it's it's funny you brought it up in a way that I've more recently come to realize the power of our own words and how it influences not only, obviously, what happens in our life, but those messages we keep repeating to ourselves. So I call myself, for example, I say, if this happens, and now I'm changing it to more when this happens. Yes. Right, the positive thing. But I never thought about the way you described the thing with a challenge, right? Because that's yeah, it's a negative connotation. Why do I use it? Because in the tech world, what I'm working right now, I use LinkedIn a lot for my professional development, but also for the podcast. There's always this promotion of through challenges is how we grow. Because obviously when you're faced with a challenge, you have to overcome it or you fall behind. And when you overcome it, you've learned from it. But I haven't thought about how you can reframe that. You can also learn without having to face those difficult challenges. So that's definitely a you know, piece of homework for me to do some more digging into that. Yes. And it is healing. <laughs> right? Exactly. Ask the right questions. And I love what it did to me right now in just exchanging that, that idea with me. Is like, I didn't even consider the word challenge or like that principle that through challenges we grow as something that I would even want to ask. Why is it that way? Why can't it be a different way? Because like you said, it's so ingrained into our minds, but also our society that it's very easy for us to take it for granted and then do nothing about it. Because again, like, it's just like, that's how life is. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of this. And the second part of that is like, what I really liked what you said was that data healing is just one of many tools, right? If you want to do data healing or something else, you can do it, which I love because you're not here to say, you know what, data healing is the only answer or the only way forward. It's just one of many. And you take whichever you know tools you think you resonate with and can help your life. And like you did, right? When you had your disease, you went and tried multiple things. Western medicine didn't work because there wasn't the right tool for you. And then you tried Chinese medicine and whatever else. And until you found the tool that worked for you. And I think that's the beauty in all of this is because now you're not saying you have all the answers, but you have some of the tools that helped you get here and help some of your customers or clients. And now you're giving back. That's so beautiful. Thank you. And I, yeah, I love how you mentioned about the, that conscious collective 
belief that we kind of just instill because it is so common. I hear all the time people saying that I have to work hard to make money, right? And that's been instilled within us. We didn't pick that up as kids. We weren't like, oh, I have to work really hard to play with my toys. Mm -hmm. No, we picked that up from our parents, picked it up from what society is telling us that we have to work those long hours. We have to work overtime. We have to expel so much energy in order to receive. When again, we have the choice whether or not we want to believe that. And I actually created what's called a scared to successful free theta healing guide, which has a ton of different beliefs that a lot of us as leaders, as healers, as light workers hold on to that's keeping us back. And a lot of them come from the generational and the historic level beliefs that they're not even ours, right? The fear of being seen. That probably came from a past life. The fear of being successful, that probably came from parents, right? So there's so many beliefs that it's so easy for us to just test ourselves on. And again, like in that guide, I'll show you how to test it. But it's so easy. It's a a daily thing that we can do to be, okay, here's what I think I have. Let me test myself. Do I have it? Yes. Great. My body confirmed it. Let's change it. And like you, I think I loved what you said earlier as well, which is awareness is the first step. And the way I see it in a lot of the things I do in life, it's like awareness for me is like half the battle. If I'm not aware, like let's say, let's take this example of the word challenge and how I'm using that phrase and some of those conditionings. If I'm not aware of them, how can I even change them? How can I even consider changing them? Because I don't even know about them. But once you know, it's like, oh, okay, the hard step is done. Now is the next Another, you know, the next beautiful step in the journey, which is how do we reprogram it? How do we change it? And then I would say the one after that is, okay, how do we maintain it in our life and not allow the other one to come in? And I would imagine with things such as what society conditions us on, it might be a bit tougher to maintain because we are bombarded with those messages in life without even necessarily wanting to, right? Maybe when you talk to your family or friends or when you go to work or when you're on the bus and you see a, a billboard or whatever, right? How do you how do you tackle that? Because I know if it's something that was in my childhood and it's gone, I'm not reminded of it. I can probably get rid of it a lot easier. But what if it's something that keeps being reinforced from outside sources? I think that's such a good point because we are being unfortunately indoctrinated all the time with what society wants us to believe and how to act. And the best tool that I have and that I teach all my students as well is go into that meditative space. In Theta Healing, we connect with the energy of creation. But ask yourself, no matter what you're doing, before you do it, so there's two parts, before you do anything, ask yourself, am I doing this out of fear or out of love? It's my favorite line. I use it all the time. Because that will tell you, again, so much about your belief systems. And if you are following the path that's in your highest and greatest good or the path of the shoulds, the shouldn'ts, those rules that you either reprogrammed or wanting to change. Because if you really asked yourself, do you want to be working 12 hours a day? Or are you doing that because of fear? Right? Chances are most people are going to say fear. You know what? Unless... You absolutely love what you do and you're in that high vibration. Yeah, maybe you want to work 12 hours, but every single day? No, probably not, right? Do you want to be posting 
five times a day on social media? Or are you doing it because that's what, quote unquote, the gurus are telling you that's the way you're going to grow your business? Because now you're going to be doing it out of fear, not love, right? Whereas if you choose to act through love, you are always going to be led down the path that's the highest and greatest good for you. It's going to allow you to live your best life, to attract your most ideal clients, to reach the most amount of people, to fulfill your purpose because you're in that vibration of love. So if you're in that vibration of love, that's what you attract back to you. If you act through fear, you're going to attract more fear to you. So no matter how many times you post, it's not going to work, right? No matter how many hours you work, you're never going to make the money that you wanted to. So that's the first practice that I say in order to help with the instilling of it. But as well, the second part is, as I kind of mentioned right before, is go into that meditative state and ask yourself, what's in the highest and greatest good for me to do today? Right? Do I feel in alignment? Do I feel good? Do I feel not flow state to do a podcast recording? If it's a no, don't force yourself because now you're going to be doing it again out of fear. If it's your highest and greatest good to go for a walk, go in nature, go by the lake, there's something there for you. It's going to allow you to be in that flow state. So everything feels good. And if it feels good, again, you attract more back to you. And you'll also receive such divine channel messages. I actually created a whole course called Channel and Create because this is such an important piece is being able to channel what's in your highest and greatest good because your path is going to be completely different to my path. Yes. Right? For me, it's in my highest and greatest good to record 30-minute podcasts. For you, it's an hour, maybe a little bit longer. Right? But if I said, oh, but he's doing it this way, so maybe I should do it that way. And if after 30 minutes, I'm like, I have nothing to talk about. Well, now I'm going to lose clients. I'm going to lose audiences because they're going to be like, well, she's not talking for the past half hour. What's, what's going on here? But... If I chose to say, okay, I want to launch a podcast episode every single week, maybe twice a week, because it feels so good to just talk, which if you couldn't tell, I love to talk, <laughs> then now I'm in that place of alignment, that high vibration that I'm sending it out and it's going to allow me to continue to reinforce the work that I did on the subconscious. Yes. Wow. So I, that's why I can say that now, wow, because I'm listening to you there and it's like, again, challenging my own beliefs and good i love you know, that the, the one you mentioned the one that stuck a chord with me really quickly here is i can post five times on social media because that's how you grow and that's a message i keep seeing over and over and funny enough i started posting this week on linkedin and i'm actually forcing myself i'm building a habit to post more and i realized unless i make the posts or the content i put out there coming from the heart right coming from a place where i want to help and that's why i'm posting it doesn't feel natural it feels forced and i don't feel happy right. and it, uh, yes, and that's that's actually a big aha moment for me when you phrase it the way you did because I haven't thought of it the way, and I'm not going to necessarily put my feelings into words until you explain it the way you did because yeah, you're doing you're essentially, or in my case, I would essentially say you know what he or she knows better than I do about how I should act. When in reality, based on what I know and what you've been telling as well, is like we actually know the, the answer, but we keep going to others for the answer. Exactly. We have all the wisdom within us we ever need to get through life in the highest and best way. But we always assume that my mom knows better, my partner knows better, this guru knows better. 
I'm sorry, what? <laughs> when did we give away our power in that way? It, when did we forget that? And that's the problem, right? We did forget that we have that ability to connect with our inner wisdom because we have been so programmed to consume, 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 consume instead of channel and create. And I'll be honest, like a lot of the things you said were such a hard moments for me and also gave me chills. A few of them, it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's <laughs> a hard truth right there. That's things, but it's, it's working <laughs> here. Uh, so I love that part. But it's also like, to your point, like if, when do we give that power away? It's almost like the way I see it, Emily, is that it's like we almost never knew it existed because of how those zero to seven years that you mentioned as well. And that's, by the way, that's the whole idea of the inner child, right? And in psychology, this is a big, big topic of how infants and, and young children learn from, or, you know, like I said, sponges from the environment. So that's actually proven scientifically from, you know, the, the research I've done into it. And it's one of those things, it's like, well, if your family didn't know, if, you know, your school system or your attorney didn't know, the friends you spent time with didn't know, why would you know that, right? The way I see it, and correct me if I'm wrong, or how you see it, is like you come into this world with, even though, you know, you had past lives potentially and other things, so your first time, you come in with a blank slate so you can elevate yourself to the next level, whatever the case might be. So you, you absorb all this information. But if there was no one there to teach you that or to show the path or to challenge you, how would you know? Yeah, you're completely right because this is how we end up passing down these generational beliefs, right? This is why they always say that if you're born in a poor household, you will be poor. If you're born in a rich household, you will be rich. That's not because you don't have that power to change it, but it's because you've unconsciously been forming the same patterns and beliefs and thoughts and emotions that you witnessed your parents have, that your parents probably witnessed your grandparents have. And it just keeps going and going and going. And it's the same thing with so many different beliefs and a practice that I always encourage, again, my students in the Theta Healing trainings to do is go watch your parents, go talk to your parents and talk to them about these major topics. So health, the word religion came out, so I'm just going to go with it. Health, <laughs> religion, relationships, money, money is a huge one. And just listen, maybe even just take notes, whether you do it under the table, whether you do it in your mind and you will see very clear patterns of how they speak, again, from that new life experiment, or just observing people, how they speak, how they feel, what their beliefs are around these topics. And then you can go back to yourself and either do the, the muscle testing, so energy test yourself for these same beliefs, or you'll probably just have that inkling, that knowing like, oh, that's where I picked it up from. And then you, again, have that awareness piece to say, okay, do I want to stop this generational pattern? Because that's what a lot of us in this time period have come back to do, right? A lot of us are becoming more aware of these patterns or quote unquote waking up to realize that I don't want to continue recreating that same reality over and over and over again for every generation. I want to unleash myself. I want to go beyond what my parents were able to do what's possible for me. That's why so many beautiful beings are waking up now because more and more people are doing it. So that's a vibration we're sending out saying, hey, we're going to put an end to this limited life and we're going to step into impossible. Yes. Impossible. Yeah. And then the more people that do it, the more those around them will notice 
And they'll be like, wait a second. So that person is happy. They changed their life and everything. Yeah. Well, how about I now look up to them? And I really love the idea of talking to your parents and paying attention. Because I think that's the one thing that sometimes we don't do. Pay attention to the words, pay attention to the ideas. And maybe talk subjects you never talked about, right? Like you said, religion, money, health, anything else like that. It gave me an idea. It's also almost like, in my case, through challenge, we grow, right? Well, look at the people that you learn from or the places you learn from and maybe put the same type of glasses on and say, well, let's, let's take a step back. How do they talk? How do they believe these things? Are those beliefs being passed on to me without me challenging them? So it's almost like this idea of challenging the status quo, not because you want to be a rebel, yes. but because you want to say from the bottom of your heart that, yes, I agree with this and this is what I want in my life. And that's a huge aha moment for me right now. That's like, <laughs> I'll leave it to the right. death. That's an amazing aha moment. There's a book that really helps to break it down super simply as well. I think it's called the five level five levels of agreements. I believe that's it's okay. by the same author as. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna research it real quick here. Let's see. <laughs> five levels of agreements. Yes, Agreement? I believe that's what it's called. Okay, let's see. Find that. Or the five well, levels. Yeah, something like that. There's it's by the same author as the four agreements. Okay. Oh, the four agreements. Okay, I found that one. Yeah, so it's one of those books, but it talks about the five levels. Like Don, Don Miguel Ruiz? Yes. I or think that's actually the five levels of attachments, maybe. Anyways, yes. it pretty much breaks down how we can be so ingrained in our beliefs that we fear losing them. So if you ever watch one of the examples that was used in the book, which was, it made things so clear, was if you ever watch somebody who watches sports games, right? You have like the first level where they're like, eh, it's a game, like whoever wins, loses, it doesn't matter. The fifth level is the ones that will end up having or going to rebel or go on these massive outbreaks if their team loses yeah the riots you see one you know riots, one wins or loses even, yeah. yeah because their whole identity is part of that team right so their belief systems are so attached to that that they feel like they've actually lost part of themselves mm. and this is how we actually can hold on to our beliefs because we're afraid of well who am i if i let it go yes Yes, we hold on to dis-ease as well because we've had something for so long, whether it is cancer, whether it is arthritis, it could be the list could be endless, any disease. But we've held on to it for so long that it's become our identity and the beliefs attached to it have become our identity. So now we're fearful of, well, who am I if I let it go? So I have to keep recreating the illness because this is who I am. So that goes back to what you said. It's like leading from fear, right? So like digging down to what's the fear or the worst case that could happen if you let go of that, right? Yeah. I would imagine one of the answers could be, I don't know who I am if I'm skinny or if I'm fit For or sure. if, uh, if I don't have this illness. For sure. A lot of us are afraid of not knowing who we are, but it's in that space of not knowing who we are that we get to, and again, which is why I love your podcast title, we get to unleash thyself, right? We get to now recreate how we want to be. 
but we have to dismantle first because the version of us right now is only serving our old reality. And if we're wanting to change our old reality, we can't keep holding on to those same beliefs that are creating it. <laughs> yes, that's that's a hundred percent true, right? And the more I spend time with beautiful souls like yourself and talking, the more I realize I'm like, I know nothing. I find it so much. And the more you dig, the more you realize, wait a second, there's so much more you can do. And the beautiful part of it is that, at least for me, and I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but at least for me, the more I dig into this, the more work I do, yes, it's scary, but so beautiful and so freeing and, and, and so hopeful, right? Because you realize, wait a second, it doesn't have to be that way. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, I just got goosebumps or truth bumps as you said that. It doesn't have yeah, to be this way. Wow, Emily, this has been <laughs> brilliant. I honestly, I could talk to you for days and I want to, I know you have your own podcast, right? Do you want to give us a bit of an idea of what type of topics you cover? If someone that's listening wants to listen more to you, what, what can they find on your podcast? Yeah, so it's called the Healer's Perspective Podcast. So it's aimed towards the healers, the light workers, the intuitives that are still hiding in that healer's closet. It's giving those tools and those practices and those beliefs that need to be reprogrammed in order for you to have your successful business, to be seen, to be heard, to attract the money that you desire. And with that, I've actually, because Source Energy guided me to it, I now have two episodes coming out every week. And then on Friday... It's all about the Theta Healing Downloads. So giving you those programs now to actually integrate everything that was learned in Tuesday's episode. So there's two episodes that are released every week, and that's the basis of it, to allow you to integrate all the wisdom that is gained through the episodes. Okay. And you've been doing this for a while, right? The, the podcast itself and, and the work you're doing. So yeah, for those that want to check it out, we'll have it in the in the comments, of course, and as a link. And speaking of that, any other places where people can find you or more information or connect with you? Yeah, I love to hang out on Instagram, on TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, and they're all Theta with Emily. So T-H-E-A with Emily. Or you can check out my website, come to one of the Theta Healing trainings and be able to do all this and know how to do all this. I usually focus on a lot of just teaching others how to unleash themselves through Theta Healing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Now, of course, I, I do like to end my episodes with two questions. They have to do with time travel, of course, maybe a big question, really? but let's go back in time 10 years and you get to meet your younger self and you can give yourself one piece of advice. What would it be? Ooh, I'm just sorry. one. Yeah, <laughs> for the channel list. Yeah, just one. <laughs> hmm. I just got never stop learning. Yes, beautiful. I mean, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, right? And it's like the idea that we don't want to stop growing. So why stop learning? Yeah. And now, okay, so let's go back in the future now. We, we travel 10 years in the future somehow. And you get to see all the beautiful things your future self has created over the last 10 years that, you know, you've got in the future for the people you've helped, the wisdom you've gained, the learnings you've, you know, you've had to grow. And you get to have a 15-minute conversation with your future self. What's one piece of insight or advice you would want to bring back to your current self oh my god i love these questions mm. have fun life is a journey and just have fun with it i think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect to get things right to get things done in a certain time and 
we're just meant to have fun here on this third plane and experience life for what it's actually meant to be, which is filled with love, enjoyment, happiness. And I, yeah, that's the piece of advice that my future self, my highest self would want me to know. You and everyone else here to know. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I, I love that one as well because it, it resonates really well with everything you said earlier, right? Is, you know, you don't have to work hard to be happy, right? It's actually the opposite. <laughs> work less and be happier, right? That's the ultimate goal for everyone. And happiness can mean different things for different people, right? And it's the same as the journey, right? It doesn't have to be the same, the same definition, the same path. And you actually won't even be, right? Because what makes you happy won't make me happy and vice versa. And that's okay. That's, that's what makes us unique. Exactly. So before I let you go today, is there anything else you want to touch upon? Any other wisdom you want to share with the audience? Something that we may have missed a chance to talk about? Hmm. I know there's a lot, but you know, anything that's possible. Let me see if creator has anything. I just got that reminder of live through love. That's it. And that's the message I keep receiving myself when I meditate, when I quiet things down around me and I allow those messages to come through and it's just like love is the answer and it's it sounds so cliche in my mind and I was so resisting that at the beginning because I'm like oh, what do you mean I mean this is so easy you know it can be the answer yeah. but the more you know the more I see with myself the more I talk to people like you beautiful souls right the people that are more enlightened than I am it's like the more clear it becomes and it's like how can it be so easy how can it be so easy and yeah. yet here we are, and that's that's it. So we'll challenge the audience then to, you know, do more of that. Yes. And see the beautiful things that come from it. Well, Emily, thank you so much. It's been a thank pleasure. You. And yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the episode. Thank you so much for being with us today. To find out more amazing content and episodes, please visit unleashthyself.com. Or you can find us on social media.